Welcome to Women Rise, We All Thrive, a Schneider Electrics podcast dedicated to bringing you stories of how women rise in a historically male-dominated industry. At Schneider Electric, we believe that both men and women are critical to achieving gender equality and promoting women's empowerment. We commit to act as an agent of change and build a better world where gender diversity, equality, and inclusion are real. In this podcast series, you will hear real stories of our colleagues across the globe, both female and male, on how they commit to being part of the solution and driving changes from the inside out. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast series. This is Chidi, your host. Today, let's continue the journey of exploring another habit in how women rise. And our guest speaker for today is going to be Edna Liu, HR Director, Global Supply Chain Central Functions. Hi, Edna. Thanks for joining us. Can you briefly introduce yourself and your career as Nada Electrics? Hi, Jia. Thank you very much uh, for having me here today to share with everyone. So uh, currently, I'm actually the HR business partner for the GSC Central Functions which is actually on the GSC strategy performance, as well as on the logistics and planning. The two very critical functions that we have also in, in global supply chain. So I actually have uh, first started the, my journey with Schneider since a long time ago. I actually first joined in 1995. So my background, uh, my first 14 years of my career, I actually came from marketing, business development, as well as a product management. So it's only by, I would say, that a very good opportunity that I moved into global supply chain subsequently into the specializing into the area of uh, employee engagement and diversity before taking up a HR business partner role with procurement starting the 2015. Thanks for the introductions and briefly share about your career as Nader Electrics. I think it's great to learn that, you know, when I was talking to many female leaders, one of the things that I have observed is that they actually move, you know, via various functions during their career as NADA Electric, which is fantastic, right? And I think we're going to be going back to your story from uh, moving to, from marketing to HR later on. Now, actually, just to continue, you know, the topic of our podcast, which is about the habits in how women rise. So when you learn about the habit number two, which is expecting others to spontaneously notice and rework your contributions, what would you think about this habit, Edna? Good question, Tia. I think, to be honest, when I first started in my early part of my career, this is uh, probably one area that I know that I have uh, quite a bit of a challenge uh, or, or struggle with at the beginning because I, I, I tend to feel that, you know, I'm somebody that's very dedicated to whatever I do, right? So I do not necessarily tend to feel that I need to kind of tell or share, you know, or promote a lot uh, about what I'm doing because I feel that the philosophy that I have in my career over these years is always like, you know, time will tell, right? Time will prove in terms mm. of what you're exactly doing, you know, so you don't have to necessarily kind of, you know, to show, to promote, to tell what you are doing with that, you know, and thinking that, you know, you specifically need to, to put a focus huh, to let people know what you have been doing. So at the beginning of my career, I would say that that was a bit of that struggle. But actually, over the years, I start to realize that, you know, I've seen some really great inspirational leaders. I also have very good mentors who have given me very good career advice. I tend to look at this habit uh, now very differently because I think that in a way is a good, I would say, to share more 
as a kind of uh, best practice or maybe your learning, your personal learning as well with others, right? With the good intention that you also want others to be successful. You want others to learn from your failures so that probably we will not repeat exactly the same challenge or mm. mistake again. So right now, I tend to bear with, uh, I tend to look at this habit right now with a very, very different view uh, that I'm, I'm now uh, very much willing to always kind of, you know, to share, not necessarily that I want somebody to recognize uh, my achievement, but more of with the good intention that, you know, I, I have uh, gone through this path, I have uh, learned something, and this is where I would like to share with you. At the same time, I'm also taking these as a kind of feedback from others as well, right? To say that, is there a way that we can improve better? Is there a way that we can do something different? So I would say that this is how I look at on this uh, particular habit now. So let me know, you know, if uh, you if you you have any further questions uh, on about that as well. Yeah, I think this is great, and especially when you mentioned that you know many of us gonna tend to have this thinking that time will tell, right? And we we gonna just you know focusing on doing our best job and expecting you know maybe our managers or our leaders or even the result itself will speak for themselves. But I think now this is actually linking, just trying to connect the dot because I, I was talking to Lily the other day as well about how women tend not to claim for their achievement. And I think the two topic is quite, you know, connected with each other as well, right? So why do you think that this topic will actually tend to happen to women more than men? Are there any particular patterns that, you know, are driven toward this directions? Actually, good question. Uh, to be honest, I don't think this will only just happen to women because I also have uh, come across some male friends or colleagues that uh, mm. also sometimes can be in such a situation. But I do tend to agree that probably we tend to see more situations with female. I think as a woman myself, I probably know and understand how they feel as well because we are somebody that I would say that the, for female, we are not the generally somebody who will kind of raise our hands up and say, well, you know, I've done this. This is a great job, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and the mindset that we have is more very collaborative, right? Working as a team. So this is the success. It's not just myself, but uh, it's together with, you know, my colleagues and the rest of the, of the people in my support network who have worked alongside with me to make this happen. So I tend generally, we work with a kind of very collaborative mindset. So in a way that we do not necessarily kind of point out that we are doing these we are do I'm, I'm the one doing these I'm the one doing that so we tend to use a lot of times uh, like we right I mean this is my personal feel and this is this is how even myself you know that I also tend to feel in the past uh, like I mentioned in my earlier part of my career that I would tend to always look at we you know using the word we that we work together I do not I kind of uh, say this is something that I've done but this is a team effort and again, I think right now, you know, it's kind of a different stage of my career that I think is important that you, you do not feel shy, you know, you do not feel shy to share what you have done with the kind of, like I say, with the good intention that you want to actually, you know, to share this with the rest as well. Thanks for sharing, Edna. I think that's very insightful. However, I'm just wondering what should be the fine balance between talking about yourself and spreading the credits for others? Hmm. Good question, Chia. I think here, I think there is a difference huh? when you tend to just speak about yourself sometimes, you know, without any context of, you know, sharing in terms of what you have done, you know, in terms of, you know, how you're going to, to help others or benefit others. It might come across sometimes that you're like, you know, just boasting about yourself, right? So I, I would say that how we can uh, manage these uh, is that when you share about yourself, 
you also share with that intention of the objective of what you have specifically done or what you have actually learned and how that learning or what you have done could help others, you know, to help others to be successful. And this, in a way, will not come across as you're just kind of promoting about yourself, right? Because you were just talking about yourself without a, a more in-depth in terms of what has been done and the sharing, you know. So I would say that uh, this this is how actually I, I look at it, uh, that uh, mm. there is a kind of a difference. And this is how it's true that it's probably not so easy, you know. I mean, where do we exactly draw the line, right? But I think, like I say, you know, if you, if you go in with the intention of uh, really, you know, you want to share with others, and helping others uh, to to be effective, helping others to be successful, and I would say that that will be the the kind of uh, perspective that you should go towards too. I see, I see. Now, actually, your your sharing is very provocative, and I think it's actually just uh, trigger another question in my mind because I was trying to put this in a different perspective, right? So, how does the balance change? I mean, the, between talking about yourself and spreading the credits for other when you move from individual contributors to the leaders' roles. Hmm, okay. I mean, I have managed teams before. And again, I think when you, I think here, right, I always believe that the success does not depend on only one person. The success, like you can be a high performer, you can, you know, bring, you know, deliver so much with the impact. But very important, I feel that success is really a team effort. So be it whether you are leading a team or whether you are individual contributor, if you really want to go far, right, in down the road, you have to go as a team. So if we if we look from that from that perspective that whatever I do, okay, is not just that I'm the one successful. There must be, you know, a group of people that actually help me to be able to deliver this, right? So I would say that when we when we look at in terms of helping others to to be successful. We should actually go and uh, with with that kind of in mind, you know, in terms of, you know, it's, it's a team effort. It's not an individual person, you know, that is able to deliver with so much impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. I see. Oh, that's actually very interesting. Now back to your personal story. <laughs> How actually did you decide to move from marketing to HR? So, Jiao, actually, to be honest, when I first started uh, moving from uh, marketing to HR, I recall my first six months was very challenging. It was a very steep learning curve because I have to really learn the hard skills, right? So, for example, understanding the whole HR process, understanding the HR systems and tools. And also, you know, there's a lot of instances that you don't learn from textbooks, right? Because about situation involving with people, with employees. So how do you actually apply those kind of knowledge and skills? Huh? So it's, it's really, I would say that the first uh, six months was uh, was uh, very challenging. Uh, certainly, there were some instances that, you know, I, of course, I made mistakes, right? And this is where you kind of learn from there. But also what I feel that it helped me in that role was based on my marketing background before. Because one of the fundamentals I would think that is very important is about communication. Because you need to speak to people, you need to listen to them. And you cannot just be sitting in an office and thinking that, wow, you know, preparing a PowerPoint, beautiful PowerPoint, you're able to to really understand, the evaluate the current situation. So by going out, speaking to people, listening to them, understand what are the challenges, understand the issues, and also talking to business leaders to understand about the, the business challenges and how HR can come in to support in terms of the business goals and priorities. So I, will, I recall that the, that was challenging, but it was very, very exciting start for me as well. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see. But just, just you know, this question is actually going to be a little bit more details on this. Your, any obstacle that you have 
you know, encountering during that transitions, like for example, any doubt that people are going to have on you because you have a very different background versus HR, like have you encountered these situations before and, and how did you actually overcome? Yeah, it's true that when I first took the role, I would say that probably is quite surprising for some of uh, of my colleagues, including even my personal friends uh, who were kind of surprised. <laughs> that, oh my God, you know, you, you moved from marketing to HR. So why, why HR? And uh, my, I recall that my reply to them is why not HR, you know? So yes, to be honest, I think from like a new kid on the block, right? Coming into this role, certainly you need to, people will look at you, they will observe you, they will they will look at what you've done. So how do we actually earn the credibility? I would say for a start is, first of all, I think you need to be humble. You need to earn the trust. You need to build the trust, right? Mm. So by gaining the trust, people will be more collaborative to work with you. And then also socialize uh, ideas. Uh, I recall at the time is, I will socialize some of my ideas, concept, you know, with people around me that I know that they will give a very, very good, they serve as a kind of my sounding board. eh? So with that, when you start to get some feedback from people and people start to see that you engage them in the conversation, people will tend to trust you and then they will Mm. be supportive in your proposal, right? And I'm a big fan of doing kind of, uh, I would say, pilot trials, right? Because in marketing, you need to kind of, you know, test the market first, right? To see how's the initial feedback coming from the customer. So with the same concept that I bring into my role in HR is to test the idea, right? To test the idea and find. I mean, if it's if it's not uh, going to be great for a start, this is where you fine tune or you start to see some good initial quick wins and then you need to see how you're going to scale it up. So I would say that, to earn credibility definitely takes time, but I think the, the key ingredients will be basically about, you know, gaining the trust and yeah. also to build a kind of, a, I would say, collaborative environment for people who feel comfortable and feel very safe to offer their feedback and comments and not being kind of judged or criticized. Wow, I think that's that's great. Now, I, I recall that you also mentioned transferable skill, right? And I think you mentioned communication as one of them as well. So just wondering what other transferable skill that you think going to be universal in case, you know, we, people want to switch their career, not just from marketing to HR, but in any functions besides communications, what are the transferable skills that they should be, you know, honing in order to repair themselves for the transitions? I would say that uh, today there is no one like, you know, a, a formula, a standard formula, mm. But in my over, I mean, my, my personal experience so far on the on my career, I mean, I see these are the, the key skills that actually have uh, got me through in my several role changes. Huh? First, uh, again, I would stress a lot about communication, right? So communication yeah. itself actually includes like a two-way communication, right? So it's mm-hmm. not just a one-way, but two-way is that when you speak, when you try to deliver, you also need to understand whether the audience understand you, right? So this is a way that you need to bring in the active listening, right? Yeah, the open yeah. listening and be humble, okay? And also, I think it's important that you need to show empathy and care, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we are humans after all, right? So when you when you want to, and ultimately, we, we, all, we want to come together and work together, and in order for people to come together, they must be comfortable with you, right? So if you are somebody who show the empathy and care, and sometimes understanding certain challenges, what they're going through, whether in their personal or career life, this is where people will feel 
much more engaged that they want to work with you. Mm. So like I said, you know, I will highlight certainly the communication, the active open listening, show the empathy, the care. And also I'm a person that, you know, of a, of a lot of humor, right? So I work hard and play hard as well. So in, <laughs> together with my colleagues, I will also bring in the element of having that fun, right? Because we want to also enjoy while we while we are at work. Yeah. So I think if you bring in the element of fun, people will feel like, wow, it's a bit relaxed, you know, it's not always just about serious topic. But of course, when it comes to serious topic, we really work very hard. So I would say the element of fun also helps a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Well, thanks so much for your sharing, Edna. I think what my key takeaway after our conversations today is that it's actually not just about personal branding. It's not about talking about yourself, right? But it's actually more about engaging with others, all right, so that you can actually communicate with them more in a two-way and effective way as well. Thanks so much for your sharing. Any final advices that you would like to give to the audience? I would say that, first of all, is don't be shy to share what you have really, truly done and delivered, right? If you have put in all the hard work, don't be shy to share. And it, it will not become across as you are kind of, you know, promoting or being like, you know, boastful. But here in today's world, where we are right now, you know, doing a lot of things with so much time that we have, I think all the more we need to help others to be successful. And by sharing your idea, you not only get feedback from others, in a way, there might be somebody out there who are probably working on this idea. And this just reinforced that, you know, maybe that uh, that idea is working very well and the person could kind of apply and then scale up from there. Thanks, Edna, for a great conversation. And to the audience today, I hope that you also have some key takeaway after her sharing. Please try the conversation with us and stay tuned for the next episode. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Should not be undertaken as financial, economic, legal, business, tax or investment advice. The information, statements, views and opinions should not be construed as the provision of advice by Schneider Electric or as an offer to buy or sell any products or services or to make or consider any investment or course of action. Unless stated otherwise or with quoted source, the facts provided in this podcast are the speaker's own observations and opinions.